Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. And welcome into the Believe It Ole Miss podcast. Brad Logan here along with Chris Mangum. And uh, this is really cool to get to talk to Chris. He, he's someone that not only loves the Rebels, comes back to, to campus for pretty much all the home games, but uh, has a pretty cool perspective on the 1996 game in which Ole Miss was able to get past Georgia 31-27 to in Athens, in Sanford Stadium, between the hedges. The last time that happened. Chris, uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Chris, let's take a look at this, this, this program as a whole. And you've been at every home game. I'm sure you've been to a number of away games, too. And if not, you've definitely watched them. What makes this team this year so special? You know, I think it showed last week. I mean, just even when they got down in the fourth quarter, they don't quit. And good teams find a way to win. Um, obviously, they're more talented than teams we've had in the past. And, um, you know, I just think it trickles down from, you know, from Lane, the head coach, um, from the whole coaching staff. And I just think they breed that confidence in this team that, hey, no matter what, they can they can come back and they're never out of a football game. Something really cool. I want to talk about kind of how you you were brought up down in McGee and growing up in the state of Mississippi. And by the way, uh, had a chance to kind of dig into the numbers a little bit. Five out of the top seven, Chris, are committed to Ole Miss in the state of Mississippi. I mean, that that's how good this staff is doing in recruiting. You grew up in Mississippi, elected to go to Alabama, uh, but interesting enough, come from a very, very athletic family. John Mangum, your dad, played in the National Football League. Uh, you eventually would play in the league uh, for Carolina. If you would, let everybody know kind of how you grew up in McGee and what it meant to you to be able to play not only, of course, at Alabama and then, of course, at Ole Miss, but play in the National Football League as well. Yeah, I mean, growing up in McGee, Mississippi, especially, uh, you know, it's just a small, tight-knit community where, where football is really life. I mean, it was back when I was growing up. And to watch my dad, you know, he was – I was very young when he was a high school football coach. But uh, 
and then just to watch my brother uh, have a great career in McGee, then go on to Alabama and just, you know, All-American, play nine years from Chicago Bears. He really laid the groundwork for me. Was recently inducted, inducted to the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame this year. Yep, I saw that. Um, great honor for him. And, you know, John and I are very close, and he, he just set a really good example for me. And that's just – I grew up wanting to play football at McGee and then obviously, you know, extend my career as far as I could. It was easy for me to go to Alabama just because of he laid that groundwork. But yeah. What a, what a great decision I made to go to Ole Miss and um, have a career there. And, you know, we just – I don't know. It's just always been in our blood to uh, uh, to play football, and that's, always, that's really the one thing we wanted to do on – and I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that. Now, is your brother younger or older than you? No, he's older. So he, okay. I got to, I got to watch him. Uh, you know, he was, he was big and everything I did. Like I said, he laid the groundwork for me, showed me the ropes, and made it very easy for me uh, as a player, just because I had that role model and somebody who had done it before me. Growing up in that household, I mean, I can't imagine uh, the athleticism. All, I mean, it's just so, so rare to have three. Uh, a son and and uh, or two sons and and of course a dad all play uh, collegiate football and play in the National Football League. What was it like growing up? Um, you know, did you and your brother just? I mean, did you tie up a lot in the front yard? How how did that kind of go uh, growing up in McGee? You know, he was a little older. I guess he's six, like six or seven years older than me. So it wasn't that kind of. I mean, it was competitive from a standpoint of he laid such a. I mean, you know, he he had so much success in high school, had so much success in college that he kind of set the bar high for me. So for us, we never really competed. You know, I guess per se, you know, against each other. But yeah. I guess we were just trying to compete of you know the standards that he had set and my dad had set for us so yeah i mean we're, we've always been a very very competitive family um in anything we do and so i think that you know just that laid the groundwork for me i know i you know like i said he he was just that guy that i mean he everything he did he, it just looked easy to him and he made it you know and I guess he made it easier for me to succeed, yeah. and and that's just the way our family was, you know, was raised. How but, how hard was it to to play in a family to where your dad played in the National Football League? How much pressure was that? You know, I, no, it wasn't pressure so much as just it, it just um, it just made you work harder, you yeah. know. And I think that's kind of like anything in life, no matter what you do, whether it's banking or, or football. I mean, you got to set you got to set goals for yourself, and you never can aim too high. Um, so you, you aim high and then, like I said, just, just work hard and, and things typically work out for you. When your senior year came around, of course, your dad, um, and it, your brother as well, your brother played Alabama, right? Correct. Yes. So it was a natural fit for you to go to coach Stallings, uh, in, I guess it was 91 ish, 92, 92. And of course, Alabama wins that national championship in 1992. Correct. Did, Correct. uh, did they recruit you pretty hard out of high school? Oh, definitely. And I, I think there was just, you know, going to all of my brother's football games there. Yeah. The career that he had there, um, you know, he's All-American. I mean, just, uh, you know, got comfortable with the people who were there. And, you know, when you're in high school, a young kid, and that's even today in today's world, I mean, um, you, you you think you have everything figured out, but you right. typically don't. And and so, and for me, I'm a small town kid in Mississippi, you know, McGee, Mississippi, anything anything that made me feel comfortable was just an easy decision and so that was the decision i made and then you know obviously a year later i ended up going to Ole miss which is the best decision i made in my life just to be yeah. there and be a part of that 
um, university. And so it was, uh, it, t- it took a minute to get there, but it all worked out in the end. Yeah. I don't think anybody could hold, hold, hold too much over you for, for wanting to play for a team that plays for a national championship and would eventually win that in 1992. Did you have any ties to Ole Miss? I know, I know you, you made a, you made a point just a moment ago about how your family was so engulfed into Alabama football. What kind of led you towards Ole Miss? Of course, that was in 1993. You had to sit out a year and then of course, 90, Four through ninety six, you would be a rebel. What led you to uh, to uh, to think about Oxford and transferring in? So my dad played at Ole Miss. He signed with Ole Miss out of high school, and he played there for one year. And then okay. he he married my mother. And in those times, <laughs> you weren't allowed to be married and play at Ole Miss. So he had to transfer after he married my mother, and he ended up transferring to Southern Mississippi. So I mean, I was an Ole Miss fan. My uncle, uh, Wesley Sullivan, played there. I mean, so I grew up coming to some Ole Miss games. And obviously, when I left when I left Alabama, I knew I wanted to play in the state of Mississippi, and I knew I wanted to play in the SEC. And so I went up and made, you know took a visit. Billy Brewer was still there, yeah. so I, I, had, I knew some, you know Billy had they had recruited me really hard, and was I mean obviously had a really great relationship with some of the coaches on that staff. So it was just a natural fit for me, and it was an easy decision to make. And I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about one of the best baseball players I've ever seen to play the college game <laughs> is, of course, Jake Mangum. That is your – That's my brother's son. That's my nephew. Nephew, so, okay. I wanted to make sure I yeah. got that right. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I did. You know, that was that was hard to swallow for the four years that he was at Mississippi <laughs> State. But, Man, uh, he was so he, good. But he's a great kid. He really yeah. is. And um, he had a great career. I was happy for him. He's in AAA now with the Marlins and had yeah. a great year last year. So, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, – that's definitely something that was hard to swallow for a few years, but hey, what a great career he had! And what oh, he was a he phenomenal, is. and still is a great baseball player, but one of the best college players I've ever seen. Tommy Tuberville gets the job in 1995. That's your first, actually, it's the second year. You set out 93, uh, 94, and then of course 95, 96. What were your thoughts of playing under Coach Tuberville uh, under those two years? You know, it, at the time we had, you know, it was Billy Brewer. I kind of came in a transition time at yeah. Ole Miss. You know, had Billy Brewer was. His last year there was my first year. Then we had Jolie Dunn as an interim coach. So I guess Coach Tuberville just brought some stability and I guess a renewed hope to Ole Miss. Uh, you know, the first year, I think we in 95, we were, you know, six and five and mm-hmm. actually beat a ranked Georgia team in Oxford that year. That's so right. and that was kind of like a. Hey, this is, uh, you know, obviously we couldn't go to a bowl game. We had some sanctions on us and that wasn't a possibility for us, but we had a bunch of guys that really enjoyed playing football together. Uh, You know, just, just a bunch of really good guys that we're still really good friends with to this day. And, um, you know, and, and Tuberville just bought some, brought some stability and a coaching staff that was younger, recruited hard. And I just breed it, breed some life back into the Ole Miss, um, you know, football. And looking at that uh, particular junior year at 95, by the way, first-team All-SEC, had a really big year, started nine games, finished with 74 catches for 729. Ole Miss fans would absolutely uh, love to have those numbers in your uh, in those three years you had at Ole Miss for, uh, uh, to have a, a tight end that could get those tight numbers. Uh, kind of looking back at that 95 year, uh, what kind of stood out to you? I know beating Georgia was big. Uh, any other particular uh, things that stood out to you? Yeah, you know, it was a, my first Egg Bowl win. I mean, that year, obviously, that's always you know, the biggest game of the year, no matter what. I mean, you can't live, you know, that's just a, it's a huge game in the state of Mississippi. So we had no possibility of going to a bowl game, but we knew that before the season started. Um, and, you know, just like I said, we, 
um, just the new coaching staff. I mean, Joe Panunzio was a tight end coach who's now with the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know, just still some great relationships with those coaching staffs. And just we were, you know, you could tell we were starting to build something or uh, that Tuberville and his staff would build something moving forward. And looking at that season, a big win, a couple of big wins that year. And I think it capped, uh, capped off by that Egg Bowl win, kind of got things uh, ready to roll in that 96 season, 13-10. to 10 over Mississippi State. The 1996 season, once again, you had a big year. 29 catches, 264, two touchdowns, first team all SEC. Uh, of course, you led the SEC with 36 catches for 391 and two touchdowns. That's the most since uh, a guy by the name a lot of folks listening to this will know, Wesley Walls out of Pontotoc, <laughs> Mississippi back in 1988. So, a uh, pretty high company there, but had a, re- had a great senior year. Uh, Ended up finishing the season five and six, but had some pretty good wins. And of course, what we want to talk about today—that big win over George in Athens, thirty-one to twenty-seven. Well, you brought up a name, Wesley Walls, who's a legend for sure, yeah. and that's that's one of my good friends. We played together with in Carolina for about five years, and just uh, one of the best football players that ever come through, you know, through Ole Miss, and, and obviously one of the greatest, you know, great tight ends in the NFL. So I at least got to give him a shout out. And anytime you're mentioned with his name is is pretty special. But yeah, the Georgia game was obviously a big game for us going into Athens. Um, you know, offensively we probably didn't have a great game. We had a you know, defense scored a couple of touchdowns for us. I mean. Um, I think Kyle Wicker had a touchdown. Yeah, Nate Wayne had a touchdown. Nate Wayne, and actually yeah. on Nate Wayne's touchdown, uh, Walker Jones with a tip pass to assist in that. And Walker's doing a great job in the Grove Collective for right. to the good to the good friend. So uh yeah, it was a uh, defense had a you know really good game for us and uh and able to pull out that victory. And I know a name that uh I don't know, do you keep up with Eli Ending at all? Oh, definitely. I, well, I, I thought I thought we're on yeah. the text chain with him quite frequently. So. Well, he had a big touchdown that day. Uh, he sure did. Fourth and, quarter to, to kind of seal it for us. And yeah, Eli's a great, a, a good friend. And like I said, he's. Uh, and by the way, I saw him the other day uh, on the sideline. Uh, I think he had maybe his kids with him. I think it was the Vanderbilt game. But uh, yeah, it looks like he should still go. No, there's no doubt he's Man. definitely in good shape. Play golf with him before the LSU weekend yeah so he's, he's he's in great shape doing great uh like i said that was a that goes back to what i was talking about earlier just the friends that we made those guys and we still have great relationships it says a lot about the team we had and the guys that we played with it was uh it was a big day in athens and uh, a lot of people remember that game you know mike bobo was the quarterback for georgia he would go on to have a really good career in the college ranks and uh like i said Ole miss uh didn't finish uh, bowl eligible that year but uh, that would be your senior year. You would go off and have an incredible career in the NFL, playing, I think, your entire career with Carolina, right, from 97 to, to 2006. Yes, sir. Sure how did. how was that? I know, I know you enjoyed the NFL. I know you enjoyed your time uh, playing for the Panthers. You talked about playing with Wesley Walls. What are some things you remember as a, as a Panthers player? You know, so many good memories. Charlotte's a great place to live, and, I mean, the Panthers is a great organization. Um, we when I got drafted, they were just coming off of NFC Championship loss, I think, to the Green Bay Packers. So the, the and they were in the second or third year in existence. I mean, they were one of the expansion teams back with Jacksonville. I don't know what year would that have been ninety five in that area. Yeah, so, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know we we uh, the, didn't have we didn't start off real good in my career there. Obviously, we had a couple of years of of down. Uh, 
not playing up to our expectations. We had went through a couple of coaching changes. I think Dom Capers was a coach. Then we hired George Seifert uh, from the old 49ers coach. And we just had a dismal one. One year we went one in 16. We won our first game of the year and then lost 16 in a row. Yeah. And then hired John Fox, who was then the defense coordinator for the New York Giants. And obviously within, within two years of going one in 16, we went on a pretty, you know, pretty great run. In, in today's standards, we, we you know we ended up losing on a last second field goal in the Super Bowl Super Bowl thirty eight to mm-hmm. to a guy named Tom Brady. Uh, his career turned out pretty good. Uh, so we uh, and then lost you know a year a year or two later in the NFC Championship game. So we some uh, some really good years there. It was a couple of bad years for sure, but had a great experience and uh, it was uh, obviously a, an honor to be able to play in, in that league for ten years. Yeah, you, you eclipsed a lot um, at McGee. What, what all did you win at McGee? Did y'all ever win a state championship? Yeah, we did. Okay. We won a state championship, you know, and, I, and obviously won that at the college championship in uh, in Alabama. And then played and in the Super Bowl. And a, field, and a field goal short, you know, just a field goal away from winning a Super Bowl, which uh, that's inter- still that's stings awesome, to this man. day, but it was, a, it was a great run and great memory. Look, looking at Ole Miss, and, and your 96 year was your final year, and, and it feels like, uh, Chris, that, that you guys kind of laid some groundwork when Tommy came in. And did it feel like you guys were laying that groundwork for a team to come? I mean, Ole Miss was recruiting a little bit better at that point. Yeah, I mean, and it's, there's really no way to uh, to to cut it. I mean, it was a defining time for Ole Miss. I mean, to take it was close as you could get to – I mean, you hear the death penalty and things of that nature. But it was a pretty big bowl ban. It was a pretty significant, you know, um, time, I guess, just to – to have those group of guys that didn't give up and didn't quit and to have, you know, Tuberville came in and breathed life into to us as players and just, um, you know, to kind of keep it afloat. I know six and five doesn't sound like a good year, but you know, when, when your when your program goes through something as, as devastating as that was, I mean, we felt like we kind of held it together in some aspects. And like I said, they got it turned around after we left pretty quickly. So, yeah, I mean, there you take, you take pride in that that we didn't just quit, but also but the group of guys that we had on that team that never would have happened. I know you make your home in Hattiesburg now, and uh, from from what I understand, you come to pretty much all the home games. You really enjoy coming back. I know the M Club's a huge deal to you and so many others, and I think it's really cool that you guys have stayed pretty tight. Yeah, it is. And we had a great event Friday night with you know uh, some recent rebels. Although I'm probably getting toward the end of the recent rebel <laughs> group at yeah. my age, but it, no, it was great to go back and see uh, you know just the job that the university is doing and the um, athletic department is doing is keeping the the former players involved. They've done a great job of that, especially over the last few years. Um, and again, we it's a fun team to watch. Obviously, Lane and and his staff is doing a tremendous job. I mean. Uh, I think it's a it's a great time to be an Ole Miss Rebel, and I'm looking forward, you know, to to sustaining this success for years to come. I think we're in a place now that uh, as good as place as we've been in a long time in many years, and I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about this weekend. Excited about the future, and yeah. I think all all Rebel fans should be. Had a conversation with Keith Carter when he took the job, and uh, asked him what some things were on the docket and that sort of thing, and and I asked about players coming back. You know, at some point, you know, Chris, I know you know maybe. 10 years ago or so, it it was almost like that the players weren't welcome back. And now, obviously, that's not the case at all. Javon Patterson and his team have done a phenomenal job welcoming everyone back. And uh, what does it mean to you to, to be able to come back and to, to see your former players, to meet new former players? And uh, I'd love to know what it's like to watch the team run out and do you still get those 
those feelings of when you date back to 1996? Well, playing college sports is, I mean, it's, it's the, I never was in a fraternity at Ole Miss, which I know is, uh, uh probably something people wouldn't believe, but, uh, you know, it's like the, it's the best fraternity in, in, in college to me. Yeah. I mean, just a, a former athletes to where, I mean, you have that unique bond that others don't have, you know, what each other's gone through to, you know, just to be on the, be on the team. And it's, it's not easy. I mean, I, although you get the glory and when things go good and get the blame when things go bad, you know, most people don't really see the time and effort that's put into it on a weekly basis to go out there and make plays and, and, and to win football games. Right? And baseball, golf, you know, basketball, all, all sports. Uh, so I think there's just that unique bond where you see former teammates or people who have done the same thing you have done. I mean, there's just a level of respect there that's, that, that'll never go away. And it's to be around those people. You know, it's like unique from a standpoint of – you know, you don't have to see your former teammates every day or every week or, you know, you know, but when you do see them, whether it's been a month, six months or, you know, six years, it's just a, it's just an automatic bond that you have. And it's like, you go right back to where you are, you know, yeah, it's just you know, something that you can't, you can't emulate. And yeah. so it's just great to see those people when you go back. In this team, you know, Chris, before we let you go, it's a fun team to watch, and I'd love your thoughts on this. You know, coming from your perspective, you coached at Southern Miss back in '08, uh, and so you kind of got that coacher coaching slash players mindset. What makes Lane Kiffin so good for this program? Because he has succeeded beyond measure at Ole Miss. He has, you know, and I, I obviously, I mean, he's done a phenomenal job of recruiting. I mean, it's, it's easy to tell by when you just see the players on the field that the talent has definitely gone up over the, you know, the time that he's been here. And I think he just brings a, a, a sense of confidence that, hey, we're, you know, that we're always in every game we play. We're never out of it. I mean, you, know, you just watch our team. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's like there's just a level of confidence that I haven't seen on a football field for a long time for Ole Miss. And I think that's um, obviously schematic, you know, the scheme part, the schematics that you always, you know, that lane that, and I think I heard Kirby Smart say it this week, and I totally agree with him. You know, we don't, yeah, we were kind of flashy on offense, but we run the ball. I mean, like we we have just some staple plays that our that our kids run really well against any defense, and it's not always the trick them or, um, you know, the the flashy plays, but it's just our normal offense to where our offensive line is starting to gel late in the season. We got great running backs. You know, we got we got three or four really good receivers. So I just think it's a team that. Um, that should have a lot of confidence when they walk on the field because um, in college football, anyone can beat anybody any day right now. And that's just the way it's set up with transfer portals and recruiting. So I just, uh, um, I just think that he, he brings that swagger slash confidence that, Hey, any stadium we walk into, we have a chance. He's Chris Mangum, part of the 1996 team, the last team that beat Georgia in Sanford stadium back in 1996 also had a great career at Ole Miss ton of accolades and of course played in the NFL for the Carolina Panthers from 1997 to 2006 and is a rebel in the stands every single Saturday Chris thanks for joining us man I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed this hey Brad thank you for having me
Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code Believe50, B L E A V 50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. But online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Aldison Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or, quite frankly, anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003, looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property, or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family, Kessinger realestate.com and Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate Oxford. Part of the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate family. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555 or call her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. If you're looking for the perfect game day outfit for the Grove, look no further than the Rogue in Jackson. Live in Oxford? No problem. Go to therogue.com and shop the collegiate section, and there you'll find Horn Legend Peter Millar, the best selection of Rebel game day clothing, celebrating 56 years of business and a sponsor of the Grove Collective. When you're in Jackson, go by the Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in the capital city, an extensive collection of sports coats, suits, Shirts from brands like Peter Millar, Tom Beckby, Brax, Jack Victor, Mark Digman, and others. And when you stop by the store in Jackson, and that's where you'll see the best selection of Rebel Game Day clothing. That's the Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. Go by and tell them that you heard about it on the Believe It On Miss podcast. Hi, this is Brad Logan. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The Collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit thegrovecollective.com. That's the grovecollective.com. Join our team, become a member today. You've been listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. 
From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.